Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. I just realized I think today's the day I have to make my Super Bowl pick. I mean, you don't have to. It you could just not. You could just pick a tie or just. I'd like to kind of just abstain from the voting on this. Yeah. Like maybe some people should have last night with their embarrassment. I, I like uh, one thing that uh, Mike Shope likes to say in these situations. I know a lot is when he gets asked who's going to win. Just I don't know. How am I supposed to know? If I if I that's knew, actually, I would then, bet. That's, isn't that? Isn't that Paul Hamilton's uh, it's, it's opening? Pa- Paul, it's, People yeah. ask me if the Sabres going to win. I have no clue. Right. Paul has made it a uh, a specialty of his for, for a long time, which, you know, I probably will bet the Niners for Sunday because mm-hmm. everyone seems confused about the spread and why they're favored in the first place. And generally mm-hmm. when most people are confused about the spread, I would like to side with the sports book on that, which would be betting the Niners, I think, in this case. Yeah, it's interesting. Why are they favored? Like, what is the reasoning given here? Why are they favored? I, I, if you would have told me, I had no idea, and you said who's favored, I would have said, oh, probably Chiefs by three or four. I, I think they're favored because they've, haven't they been the better team all season? Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right. I, I think that's why they're favored. Right. I think uh, I heard um, who, who like two seconds ago was it Twitter or was it even Jeremy? Someone just told me that uh, second half offense. This year, the Niners are number one in the league, and the Chiefs are 29th. Just like there's these little things along the way that build up evidence that this isn't the same Chiefs team. The Niners have been pretty dominant all year, except for like two or three games. Um, but that last night's awards are maybe an example of this. It's a lot of recency bias. It's a lot of what have you done for me mm-hmm. lately, and that matters too. And the recency bias is the Chiefs just went into Buffalo and Baltimore and won, and I think everyone's pretty much in agreement that we all thought the Niners should have lost to Green Bay. Probably right. What is the reason Josh Allen was left off of like 50% of the uh, votes? Doesn't it, doesn't it have to be turnovers? I don't know what else it it's is. Gotta is, be, is it it's got to be. And you know what? Yeah, it, it's that, and it's also, I think, still, we still have this seven years later. Of the, I'm just like, I've never liked the guy. He's came, I, I think it's there's a lot of people who've been voting for a long time who probably had opinions on him who don't want to change their opinion. And anytime he fails in any regard, it's a chance for them to 
kind of puff their chest out and do that. And I, but I agree with you, Joe. Like, and I did a breakdown here. I actually did the stats this morning. All right, I see if I have this. Yep, I got it with me. Mm-hmm. I added up total touchdowns for the four guys in the top five of the MVP voting because it was Jackson, Dak Prescott, and then mm-hmm. you had McCaffrey, and then two more quarterbacks, Purdy and Allen. And I added up the total touchdowns, passing, rushing, and then I added up the total turnovers, interceptions plus fumbles lost. And yes, I think that this is what it has to come down to for the statistics-based arguments that anybody wants to make. Yeah, He just has more turnovers, so I'm not going to vote. He has too many turnovers. I can't vote for him. The dude is the only one. Like He has 44 touchdowns. He had 44. And by the way, voting is done before the playoffs, so everybody knows. Regular, yep. regular season is all that counts. In case anybody didn't know that, the playoffs do not count. They make they vote before the playoffs even start. So you don't, can't count that. Lamar Jackson had 29 total touchdowns. Josh Allen had 15 more in 17 games. And I'm not, I am not here to tell you Lamar Jackson did not deserve MVP. I think he did. It's fine. I would have had no problem with Josh. I had zero problem with Lamar. I've said that. But the guy who won it, Josh Allen had 15 more touchdowns total than him and nine more turnovers. And he I, I don't know. I don't know where to go there. And he shouldn't have had 49 out of 50 first place votes. Right. There, this was a year where it was debatable. You could have made a case for, well, you just made it for Allen, and I think that's solid. You could have made it for Jackson. I think you could have made a case for Prescott, Purdy, or Christian McCaffrey to be the MVP. How come the voting didn't represent that? Why, why, why is right. it so in tune that everybody is going, nope, it's Lamar? Because they, did they all know it was going to be Lamar and they just didn't want to step out of line? And it, what, why is that? Is it, are the betting odds contributing to that? Jeremy makes this point a lot about how the MVP has somehow become like a rolling standings because every week sports mm-hmm. talk mm-hmm. radio and TV is the, what's the MVP race look like? Well, you have these odds. It almost feels like standings. And I wonder if voters look at that and think about that as the year goes on. And then by the time you get to the end of the year, it feels like, well, Jackson's on top. So he's the winner. That's it. I don't have to think about this anymore. Like he's just going to win it. So I'm not going to make, you know, a name for myself and being the one guy that doesn't vote for him. He won it. He basically already won it. But I don't I don't like that or appreciate that if that's the way that it's gone about because again, I would want to ignore all that. I would want to sit down. I would want to critically think about, you know, what these players have done, the statistics, watch what I've seen from them as the season's gone on. If if you're someone that likes to contribute, you know, what they did in a primetime game more than others, or just the record in general, wins and losses, whatever. But I don't think there was any way it should have been that obvious or that one-sided that no Lamar Jackson 49 out of 50 votes it's not like he threw for he not he didn't have one of these historic 50 touchdown or thousand yard rushing seasons that deserved I think that much of a victory again I don't mind that Lamar won it not saying you do I know I get it yeah it should it should probably been that much of a landslide I have far more of an issue with Josh Allen being fifth than not being first stunning to me stunning I, I no way I thought that I thought he'd be like third, maybe, right? Like, ah, maybe Dak or Brock Purdy, I guess McCaffrey. I thought McCaffrey and Purdy would kind of split some votes, so maybe Dak would be second, Allen be third, but Allen would probably be second. I want to give a, a lot of credit here to Aaron Schatz mm-hmm. for, for two reasons basically baked into one. As you know, Joe, Aaron Schatz was the only voter out of 50 
mm-hmm. who voted for Josh Allen number one, right? He was the only person to yep. put him atop his ballot. Yep. This is the same Aaron Schatz, and the reason I'm giving him credit, this is the same Aaron Schatz who his publication wrote Josh Allen is a parody of an NFL quarterback prospect when he came out of college. And yet here he is voting for him for MVP. I respect that a lot. Yeah. Um, was that, for just want to make sure, was it Football Outsiders that said that back in the day, or was it PFF that he was a parody of a prospect? You might be football right. Football Outsiders. It was Football Outsiders? Okay, thank you. I just wanted to make sure. Because um, I had that in my head that it was PFF, so I'm glad I know that now, not to make that mistake. Um and you're right, I just looked it up. It is. It was them. He also, I know he wasn't the individual that said that parody of a prospect, but he. I remember right, having him. It was him, his publication, though. It was his publication, but also I remember having um, Aaron Schatz on with Chopin the Bulldog or the Morning Guys, you know, in the first couple years of Allen's career, and he was very much, you know, mm-hmm. he might not have said parody of a prospect, but um, he sounded like he agreed with it. He He was very... Much thinking, this guy's not going to be good at all. No way. You can't teach accuracy like that. And he definitely, in the last three, four years, like he, he calls it like he sees it when, when things have been proven or proven wrong. Like, oh, no, the Bills are amazing, and he's incredible. He's a superstar. I, I don't Just because of what I thought of him in 2018 doesn't mean he's not great. Um, and he looks at things very statistically. And I want to give him, you know, a lot of um not a lot of credit too in the way he goes about analyzing these things. I would want to trust that. I feel like an Aaron Schatz, you know, I don't know, how many guys like that that are, you know, analytically inclined or are looking at a lot of the data stuff are of the fifty voters. It's not most of them, right? Like, I, I saw the list, like Teddy Bruschi and Tom Brady now, apparently, by the way, is voting for this, for these. Um, you have a lot of former players in the media. You have a lot of writers that have been going at this for a very long time. You know, Shots is a little bit different in that way. And I don't want to say that means that his opinion means more. It's just, I maybe that's a an example of we should get some different types of voters mm-hmm. in here. Not everybody should just be former player or a guy that's been covering the league writing about it for 40 years. You know, like, and I'm not saying that's the entire thing anyway, because Mina Kimes was one that was in there, and she's only had a vote, I know, for a couple of years. But I don't know. I, I like a lot of the data stuff, a lot of the number stuff, and I don't really think I'm that surprised that not only did Shots have Allen number one, Sal, but he had Lamar Jackson number three. He didn't even have him second. Yeah. You say about... Couple things here. Interesting that you bring up like the different voters. It is the AP vote, but it's not all AP voters. No, right. Yeah. Right. Aaron Schatz isn't in the AP, I believe. Right. Nope. Um Mina Kimes isn't. She works nope. for ESPN. Brady. So it Brady is interesting. Isn't. It's right. Right. Fox. So <laughs> Right. Wait, so Brady has a I didn't realize this. Brady has a vote. Brady has a vote. Because he yeah, officially that, he works for Fox now, so he is yeah like yeah that's I, I right. have I had the whole list in front of me and actually oh I didn't realize this but of the list I'm looking at and Josh um oh I always forget is Josh Dubow right from the AP um he put the list down of all the voters and there's not one person that's just like d- directly works for the AP 
Like it's all there's PFF, hmm. Sam Monson's on this list, Sirius XM, uh, Fox Sports has a bunch, including Brady, Dan Orlovsky. There's a bunch of ESPN people in here. Like there's there, nobody. Can I ask a question? Is yeah. there somebody tied to Buffalo? Is because John Warrow is the AP person here. Yeah, who covers I, the Bills. And then, but I was told maybe Vic might have had a vote. I'm not sure, and I don't know this. I should have asked these guys. Like, is there anybody who kind of is on the Bills beat? Uh, Vic Carucci. Vic is on it. Okay. Yes. Vic is the the person who you know votes to represent this this team this yes. area. I guess. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. Interesting. There are. Do you know how many voters there are total? You see it right there. Right? I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah. Okay. All right, fifty. Did you see my tweet today about how it's different in the NBA and NHL and Major League Baseball? You don't have to look right now. I want to ask you. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. I missed it. No. Okay. All right. Something I found very interesting, Joe. And by the way, that's Joe. I'm Sal. This is the Extra Point Show. <laughs> and we're going to have Doran Dickerson at the bottom of the hour. We're fired up today, so we just got so. right into it. Doran Dickerson, uh, former Bills player, works out in Pittsburgh, the fan in Pittsburgh, hosts the morning show there. We're going to talk with him about you know everything football going on right now. The Steelers, obviously, hiring and bringing in Arthur Smith, but also the voting last night. T.J. Watt does not win you know, Defensive Player of the Year. So Doran's going to join us at the bottom of the hour here today from our Odyssey sister station in Pittsburgh. So, Joe, I found it interesting that the NFL has, like the NHL and NBA, they all do, all three sports, go five deep for your voting. You vote for five people in the MVP, okay? But the NFL is the only one that uses their point system. The NHL and NBA use a different point system. The NFL point system is 10 for a first-place vote, then five, three, two, one. I mean, it's a massive difference. It's a double up difference between first and second. Ten, then five, three, two, one. NBA and NHL, ten, seven, five, three, one. Pretty interesting, right? Yeah. That's now that's different. I actually did the, the calculations place. and will tell you yeah. it would not have changed anything about last night's vote for the top five. I was just gonna ask that. Okay. I, I have it here. The only thing that would have changed was I think McCaffrey was maybe a point or two closer to Dak. Mm-hmm. Allen actually would have fallen back even a little bit further than he did from Brock, I believe, because what's crazy is how many people left Allen off the ballot. I just think that's just absurd. That's what fires me up today. Like, what what are we doing? Come on. And leaving him off the ballot completely. Like, what? There's got to be an agenda there. 
They're they're also I would really want to know, and we don't have to move away from MVP entirely here, but I, I want to tie this into comeback player of the year a little bit. Yeah. In that mm-hmm. so there were there were thirteen people, voters of the fifty, that voted Joe Flacco as the first place comeback player of the year winner out of fifty, thirteen. And only one, Aaron Schatz, voted for Allen as the MVP. Okay, so you can even take Aaron out whether or not you want to do that. 12 or 13. There were 12 or 13 voters that said Joe Flacco is the comeback player of the year, but Josh Allen is not the MVP, leading the league in touchdowns, leading the league in all this other stuff. Allen, and again, I would want to ask them, did you leave Allen, did you not put Allen number one, or did you lower him because of turnovers? Because... That's my guess at what a lot of people did. Why are we holding that against Allen? We're not holding that against Joe Flacco. Because Flacco just won comeback player of the year. It was a great story. It was a, I, I, I'm outra- outraged almost that it was him over Hamlin. But whatever. Flacco won. He had a great story. Great couple games. The Browns were really good when he was the quarterback for five games. Uh, he threw eight interceptions in five games. That's a 27 interception pace over the course of an entire season. My my question to the twelve or thirteen that did that with Flacco and not with Allen would be how come you thought that you ignored the turnovers for with Flacco but not with Josh Allen? Because I think if you yeah, ignore the right. turnovers, you you your only avenue is Allen is the MVP. I think. Hundred percent. I mean, listen, you can't ignore turnovers though, right? I don't I don't this is the this is the not argument entirely, I had right. with Meyer Metcalf on ESPN a few weeks ago. You can't ignore them. But I think what's happened here is you make a great point, Joe, of the whole point about turnovers. You, they have to be put in context, and we're living in more a lot of a dinosaur world here where what I, what I mean by that is there are people who look at quarterback play in that prism too much now. The game has changed so much. And as I tried to explain to them on ESPN Radio a few weeks ago, the interview I've referenced when I was on with them, they kept saying, you can't ignore turnovers. And I'm like, I'm not ignoring turnovers or interceptions. They kept saying, you can't ignore interceptions. And then this was Myron Metcalf and, and um, Matt Miller. And I said, um, Matt, Matt Jones, excuse me. And mm-hmm. I said, I'm not ignoring them. But you have to be put them into context and nuance versus what they used to mean or do be, compared to what these guys can do outside of that. You have to you live with them because all of the great things they do that add up to the team's successes far and outweigh what the interceptions have meant against their team. Now, that doesn't have to be the case for everyone. Some guys throw a lot of interceptions and it just kills their team, right? I mean, Zach Wilson, I, what's his interception, right? Okay, we maybe mm-hmm. throw his interception. I don't know the exact one, but yeah, okay. He, he turns the ball over too much, doesn't do enough. You can't say that about Josh Allen. Yes, he has a higher interception rate than you'd like, a higher turnover rate than you'd like. But you have to understand the context of what he's doing outside of that. It is not ignoring them. It is putting it in its proper context and place, and I think we lose a lot of that in these things. I also wonder, and this is not something that I would care about and also hasn't been true of him in the past, but I wonder if any element of this, too, with the voters was every time Allen was out in front of everybody in like a primetime game, mm. it wasn't really his best game. Like in terms Which of Which is a departure from the previous few oh, years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he had been incredible right before that. And even like he wasn't horrible this year if you look at the totality of it. But let's look at the games where everybody is watching. We know everybody is watching. You started with the Jet game. And that's a pretty bad first impression uh for an MVP case. 
three interceptions right off the bat. Then you had the Jaguar-London game. He put up numbers, but it wasn't a great game for the Bills in general, so you're not thinking highly of him then. Then you had the Giant game, where they only scored 14 points, and that wasn't his best game by any means. Uh, Tampa. Tampa would be the one that he did really well, right? Like, first half, they were unbelievable. He put up over 300 yards. Super good against Tampa. So that's one where he was really impressive. And then I keep going, and... Maybe I get to, the, it was a 4 o'clock window game. Dallas, you know, most people in the country had that game. Um, I guess maybe Kansas City even before that, same thing. Most people had that game, and it was a good game, but it wasn't like the best Josh Allen game you've ever seen. Um, and then you had to end up with Miami. Miami was great. So, like, I don't know. I feel like, I, I don't want to stretch this point too far, but uh, the Charger game I missed too. Charger game wasn't great, same thing, 15 completions. Of the whole year, they just set the record for the most primetime games a team's ever had. And I don't know, was he great in, like, two of them? And I wonder how much that, even if you don't think about it, subconsciously, is that affecting voters where every time it was the biggest spot for Allen this year, he wasn't, like, that dominant? There was one other issue I had with this voting. There was a tie for Coach of the Year in points. But Kevin Stefanski got it because the tiebreaker is first place votes, and he had one more. Right? Can't they give co coach of the year? These guys tied. They tied. Like that's the system. I know. There's a tie. Why does it have to be a tiebreaker? You can have co coach of the year. It's not a championship. You're not sharing a Lombardi. Yeah, I didn't think of this one for. Uh, I, I I could see it that way though. Like, I don't have a problem with them. If there was going to be a tiebreaker, especially, it should definitely be first place. Because if this was the old system, sure. um, the old system, Stefanski would have won outright. But, yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with that. Especially the way points work. It's not like you're going to get ties all that often. It was like, I'm um, looking now, 160 to 160. I mean, that's probably going to yeah. be pretty rare. I guess for how rare it is, yeah, yeah I, I would be fine just giving them both uh, coaches. I mean, wasn't the year. there... they? Mm, they've had things like that before for co-this, co-that. I don't even know exactly uh, what. MVP was um, yeah. uh, Steve McNair and Peyton Manning in 2003. And then Dan Dunleavy had it earlier. We we talked with him, and he mentioned it. Uh, Favre and Barry Sanders in 97 also. If you can give co-MVP, you can give co-coach of the year. So, I mean, I, I, yeah, sure, I think they were both deserving. I probably would have voted for Ryans over Stefanski, but I totally get Stefanski. They had... Four quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Me, four quarterbacks start multiple games this year, which is crazy. You, you, you've got a problem with that one, and maybe we'll get to it expanded more. I, by far, for me, Hamlin not winning comeback player yeah. of the year was the thing that drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. I just totally get that. cannot believe, especially when there is a recent example that you can point to as an inconsistency here, where what was the reasoning DeMar Hamlin didn't win? I, I think... If you're trying to play that game, it's he didn't make an impact on the field, which is fair. But I don't think that should matter. It's not in the bylaws. All they talk about is perseverance. They don't say anything about what you do on the field. But okay, you don't want to give Hamlin comeback player of the year because he didn't make an impact on the field? Why the hell did you give Alex Smith comeback player of the year four years ago? And I don't have a problem with that either. I think Smith should have won it that year. I think Hamlin should have won it this year. Why Smith, though, and not Hamlin? Alex Smith almost lost his leg and a sack. And if you saw the pictures of him when he was recovering, even months after, it was it was grotesque. I mean, it was a huge cast with needles poking into his leg. Like, it was really serious. 
and he fought his way back onto the field. He won Comeback Player of the Year, different voting then, but he had 49 out of 50 votes. Like, it wasn't even close. It was a runaway. 49 out of 50. That year, he had six touchdowns, eight interceptions, and a 28 quarterback rating. They gave him it because of the story. They gave him that because of what he overcame off the field. And DeMar Hamlin, his heart stopped on the field. He was in a coma for days. And again, we've already set the precedent that a guy can win this because of something unbelievable he overcame off the field while not making an on-the-field impact. I don't understand why why it's different. I don't understand why Flacco won it. I I really don't. Another, uh, Another sport real quick. You see what Major League Baseball does? I put this out there, too. Two things. We'll talk about both these. The NHL is super interesting. They have far more voters than any other sport. Yeah. And Major League Baseball goes 10 deep in their MVP voting, which is really interesting. We'll get to all that a little bit later. But first, next up, Doran Dickerson. How mad are the people in Pittsburgh that T.J. Watt did not get the Defensive Player of the Year? And, oh, by the way, the guy who did was on their arch rival, the Cleveland Browns, with Miles Garrett. We'll talk uh, about him with that. Also, Arthur Smith gets hired out there in Pittsburgh. What's the future hold for them at the quarterback position? Will they be in the trade market, draft market? Uh, we'll talk with Doran Dickerson, former Buffalo Bill, now radio host in Pittsburgh, after this time out on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.